to get your praise on. Father, open your Bibles, if you would, please, tonight to the book of 3 John. 3 John. Hallelujah. 3 John. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I have a, wor- I have a word coming up in my heart. Glory to God. Glory to God. These are not bad days, saith the Lord. These are not gloomy days. This is not a day of doom or darkness. No, not for you. No, not for my people. Not for my children who are walking in the light. Oh, if you walk in the light, that's what you have. You have light. And where you walk in the light, it'll be bright. And the the sun shall radiate upon your life. And if you want to, you could look and you could get caught up Uh, with your eyes and attention on what's happening in the world. But don't do that. Don't do that. Keep your eye fixed on the plan. Live for the plan. Exalt the plan. Joy in the plan, for my plan for you is grand, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Believe for great things. This is a day of opportunity. This is a day of slaying giants. This is a day of taking ground. This is a day of reaping from rich fields of harvest that have come and are now ready because you sowed in days gone by. So use your expectation. Use the faith I gave you. Use your words to reap an abundant harvest in 2021. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, 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 yes. Praise God. Yes, hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, we need to think right. We need to think right. I need to think right. Amen. And we're going to think right. Amen. So thank you, Father, for speaking to us. Uh, Glory to God. Well, he's going to speak to us another way through his word. Amen. And we're going to make a demand on the gift of the pastor tonight. I just very very definitely uh, sensed a leading and and just peace and joy in my heart about going the direction we're going to go tonight. And uh, I... I have encountered and interacted. I don't want anybody, you know, because we're, you know, we're a, a small enough group that, uh, you know, you say things, people go, oh, I think I know who you start. No, but I've, I interact with people outside the church. I interact with people inside the church. And I've had just several precious interactions with precious people in the church, outside the church, um, you know, where people are echoing their recognition that they're not where they want to be in their life in the way they think, uh, how they're relating in their marriage, where they are spiritually, and in their finances. And that's a humble and honest recognition. And, uh, you know, thank God, just like we sang about, for the mercy of God, the mercy of God. And uh, I don't think any one of us in this room, save maybe Pastor Amber, could say that, uh, that we're exactly where we're supposed to be. You know, we're not at all, you know, behind. We all could have done more, right? Uh, amen. But I believe, as I mentioned in a, and taught in a recent Wednesday night uh, live stream, uh, that this is a season of acceleration. And one of the things the Spirit of God said to me, and you're connected to me, I just believe you, you've got it, if you want it, is that God said to me through Pastor Nancy uh, that God is going to accelerate me, Chris, further into right thinking. I like that. Amen. And so I had it in my heart. The title of my uh, message tonight is Four Simple Things. And I mean, when I say simple, they are simple. Four simple things. 
And so we'll get to that uh, pretty quick here. But I, I, want, I brought us here again. You know, prosperity's been living big in my heart for yes. some years now. And uh, a great portion of what the Lord has dealt with me about, He's dealt with me out of this second verse. And so the great aged, uh, experienced, anointed Apostle John writes to a beloved brother in the Lord named Gaius and said in verse 2, Beloved, I wish, that's an unfortunate word, it's really I pray or I strongly desire. And then he puts even more priority on it, doesn't he? Above all things, above all things that what? That you may prosper. That you may prosper. Now you're Gaius tonight. This is in the Bible. This is the spirit. This is the way. I love how Dr. Dufresne used to say this. He, he would, you don't have to do it, but he said, hug your Bible. So we would hug our Bible and he would say, uh, say this, say, this is God speaking to me. This is my father writing a love letter to me. So that's a key to making the word work for you. You've got to make it personal. You've got to put your, you have to see yourself in it. God is talking to us. Well, what is on the heart of the Father? Above all things, above all things, God wants you and I to prosper and to be in health. Now, I don't have time to preach all that I've preached before. To be in health. And then how does he end the verse? Even as or just as your soul prospers. And so, again, just, just to give you the scope, I love this verse because this one single verse, amen, proves that God wills for all of His children total prosperity. Total prosperity. Prosperity in every arena, in every area. This just blows it out. So I don't know why Reverend Joel had to write two books to prove it. It's just, you just use one verse. No, but that's just how come there's that much proof in the Bible. There's that much in there. But this one verse blows out the idea that it could not be God's will for you to prosper. Now, obviously, it includes financial prosperity. But I, just, this is just a quick introduction to what I want to say to you tonight. Understand that the word prosper means prosperity in every part of your life. Every part of your life. The, the word, if you study the Greek word, which I have a lot, it's the Greek word eudo, and it means, you could, you could sum up this word, what does it encompass? It means for things to go well for you in every area. Now, you might say, well, things are going well for me. No, I'm not talking about how you define it, sweetheart. Who said that? God said that. God is saying, I want things to go. When God says, I want things to go well, you got to raise your understanding of what he's thinking when he says things go well for you. But you need to think in there. This means uh, whatever you're putting your hand to in your career for, or for finances. Uh, this means he, won't think, he wants things to go well for you in your family life, in your married life, in your sex life. He want, if, you know, if you have one, that means you're married. Amen. He wants that part of your life to go well. Amen. He, he wants you to prosper in relationships. He wants you to prosper in, I mean, in everything. He wants you to have a sound mind, a peaceful mind. And he wants you, then he added this, he wants you to be in health. He wants you to be physically well, physically healed, physically whole. 
That's His will. That's His desire. And, and success and victory in every area is for all of God's children. And it is within reach of all of God's children from the least of us to the greatest. Amen. If we will do four simple things. It's not time to write yet. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're ready. Amen. So he says what his will is for all of us. Prosperity all around in every aspect of life. And just so you know, physical wholeness and wellness to live and to be in health in all seasons. How do I know that? Because in the Greek, they have eight tenses in the Greek. We only have three. This tense in the original Greek is in the ongoing, continuous sense. So you're not supposed to have a season of wellness, a season of health, and seasons of hell in your body or finances or marriage. He wants you to prosper at all times. He wants you to be in health at all times. But there is a catch, and it's in the verse. What's the catch? It's, it's even as your soul prospers. Even as your soul prospers. Now, if you study that part out, uh, here's the way I, it, that makes it the most clear. It means to the degree. In the Greek, it means to the degree. So how much of what God offers us in every area are we going to experience? And who is that on? It's completely on us. It's 100% on us. Oh, man, really? Yes, but all you have to do, sweetie, is four simple things. Amen. But it's 100% on me. It's 100% on you. And it's not either or. It's not all or none. You're going to prosper in every area, and you're going to have health and healing in your body to the degree that your soul prospers. Listen to this from the complete Jewish Bible. It says, dear friend, I am praying that everything prosper with you. See? And that you may be in good health as I know you are prospering spiritually. Now, again, I don't have time to teach spirit, soul, and body, but you know you are a spirit. That's the true essence of you. And that's the part that is recreated in the new birth. The part of you that is saved is your spirit. And what happens is that moment is that when you accept Jesus as your Lord, the Holy Spirit comes and joins Himself to be never separated from your, born again, from your human spirit. Amen? Like sweet tea. There's not sugar and tea in that glass. Because Miss Sue knew how to do it right. You put the sugar in there when it's hot and there's a chemical molecular change and the sugar is bonded with the tea. And so it's no longer tea and it's no longer sugar. It is sweet tea. It is a new creation. Right from heaven. See, she puts extra sugar in there, you know. Amen. And so eternal life is, you're at that moment, you become a child of God. At that moment, you have legal access to the Father. 
At that moment, you have an inheritance and a covenant with God. At that moment, you are free from the sin nature and you are free from Satan's dominion. But if you don't do any more with your good self, on earth, you're heaven bound, but you'll still live in hell in your experience. Because you have to do something with your soul, your mind, your will, which is where you make decisions, and your emotions or your feelings. And how much of prosperity are we going to have in every area? To the exact degree that your soul, your mind, your will, and your soul, you, you know, your soul prospers, your emotions. Amen. And so this is what caused, if you want to go to Ephesians chapter 4 very quickly. Oh, pastor, what are the four? Well, I've got to wait. i got to give you the punchline a little bit in a, in a minute here. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 22. So once, how many of you in here by a showing of at least one hand, you are born again? Okay, we get 100%? Amen. All right, wonderful. But how many of you are prospering in every arena to the full? There's no more progress to be made. Yeah, no hands, right? Me either. What, what is our assignment then? Prosper the soul. See, a lot of Christians, they think too much like the world. And they think to prosper financially further, they need to go chase money. That's not the way we ought to think as Christians. You're going to prosper. You can chase money all you want. And even if you get a little more money, you end up losing it. Because you didn't up the prosperity of you the way you think, sweetheart. you got to get your soul more prosperous. And if you elevate the level of your soul, the money will come, the marriage will improve, your mind will be right. Every area will begin to show the blossoming of God's blessing. We, we, here's a critical thing for Christians. Where is, where is my paramount focus? Where, where should I be? It should be in my relationship with God, my fellowship with God, and, and prospering my soul. Which means, we're about to find out, changing the way I think. Changing the way I think. Elevating my decisions to be more in line with God's Word. So Ephesians 4, 22 uh, says, uh, well, verse 20 also says, but you have not so learned Christ. He's talking about how the world lives in very ungodly and perverse ways. If so be that you have heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Now notice this is King James, and we'll read it in a better translation in a minute, that you put off, who? Me. Everyone say, me, I, I, I must, I must put off. Okay, what's he going to put off concerning the former conversation. Again, that's King James. We don't talk like that anymore. Conversation in the King James Bible means lifestyle or manner of life. So what did he say? Put off the former lifestyle. Who's he writing to? Born again. Church going. Apostle Paul, amen. Christians. And he is instructing them by the Spirit, put off your old way of life. Put off your old way of life, your old conversation. The old man 
Now why? Because he is corrupt. Well, if I'm born again, what is he talking about? I have to put off my old self. Well, your spirit's right with God now, but you're still hanging on. There's still this, this thing called your flesh and your unrenewed mind that you must deal with. And if we don't, we can't experience all that God has paid for. We just won't because we prosper to the degree our soul prospers. So we have to pull this off in verse 23. So, so verse 22 says, flush this. Verse 23 says, do this. So he says, Put off your old lifestyle, put on, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on. This sounds to me like I can choose to do this. All I need to know is four simple things. But do you see, there must be a putting off. See, when you get born again, you're born again. But you've been living a certain way. You've been thinking a certain way. You've believed a certain way about a great many things. And what Paul is saying is if you want to prosper in your soul, you have got to put off the old. The old thinking. The old way of life. See, Jesus did not die on that cross so that you could stay the same. Jesus did not die on that cross so that Chris could stay the same. And let me tell you something. I did not say yes to him, drunken suicidal at that frat party, so I could stay the same. And you know what? It is not fair to your family, amen, and to the people you're around for you to stay the same. That is not fair. When you could be a better version of yourself, you could be a more Christ-like that's one way we have heaven in our homes is we're all coming up in the things of God. Yeah. Amen. And I know some of you, you're like, oh, I wish my husband was here to hear this. You know, I know I wish, and I get it. But God knew who was going to be here tonight. That's right. <laughs> Listen to this from a, from a different, transla- different translation. You were taught to change the way you were living. The person you used to be will ruin your life. The person you used to be will ruin your life through desires that deceive you. However, you were taught to have a new attitude. You were also taught to become a new person created to be like God. See, it's not right. It's not right, whoever you are, to be born again but, to, but 10 years later, five years later, three years later, after, to still be an angry, bitter grouch of a person. And you could be in heaven bound. You're born again in here, but your soul has not changed. It's not right for us, you know, to be the same. You're born again, but the same negative nanny you were before you got saved. And this is why people don't prosper. This is why Christian marriages are failing at the same rate the world is failing in their marriages. It's because, yes, we have the life of God in us, but we have unrenewed minds. 
we are born again in our spirits, but we get up every day and we have not put off the old man. And we are told to put on the new man. <clears throat> Preaching good? Yeah. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation says it this way. Throw off your old way of life. Your former way of life. The NASB translation says, lay aside your old self. Amen. Yeah, praise God. Uh, one more. Um, we're getting closer to the four simple things. The message, the message Bible is, I think, my favorite of this. <clears throat> so he says, my assumption is that you've paid careful attention to him, Jesus been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have it in Jesus. Since then, since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Now, have you been in this church for three services? To some degree, you're without excuse. But if nothing else, after tonight, you've got the four simple things. None of us will be without excuse. So Paul says, since then, we... Uh, do not have an excuse. Listen to what he says. He says everything. Everyone say everything. everything. He said everything. And then the message says, and I do mean everything. <laughs> everything. I do mean everything connected with that old way of life has to go. What does it do? It doesn't get to hang on. It has to go. It goes on and says it's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life. Isn't that awesome? Take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life. A life renewed from the inside, working itself into your conduct, come on, as God accurately reproduces His character in you. Woo! Who's He writing to? People who are already saved. But again, victory in every area. Prosperity in every part of your life is at your fingertips. I don't care what's running your family. I don't care how many divorces there have been. I don't care how dysfunctional your current situation is. I don't care how sick you are, how broke you are, how bound you are. Everything Jesus purchased for your whole being, spirit, soul, and body is right there in your hand, ready to be taken. All you have to do is, somebody tell me, four simple things. So let's get to it. Go to 1 Peter <laughs> chapter. I love the Holy Ghost. This is coming out better, this, better than I thought it even. Praise God. I like it. Four simple things. Hallelujah. I'm going to give them to you. Amen. So we're remembering everything I want to the highest level beyond my imagination is available for me in every area. But I'm going to experience it only to the degree my soul prospers. So how do we prosper our soul? 
How do we make changes? How do we pave a new path? The four things are this. Hear the word, number one. Hear the word. I told you they were simple. Number two, read the word. Number three, speak the word. Number four, anybody want to tell me? Do the word. Come on, y'all are either ultra high-end trained disciples or it's pretty simple, right? You just knew. Amen. What do we got to do? Hear the word. Read the word. Speak the word. Do the word. Four simple things. I have just helped you. I don't care, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to get to a series, a ministry that I want to minister to the congregation on marriage and family. And while I'm ministering on marriage and, some, and family, some people are like, oh, thank God, I've been waiting on this. We need this so much. Others will be going, when is he going to preach on finances? Because I need some financial help. Listen, every one of us have a deal. Every one of us, we have a deal. How many of you know you got issues? With an S, Paul says, in the Amplified. Right? Most of us, don't, most of us are right there in the plural boat with Brother Paul. We don't have one deal. I mean, some folks, and precious, come church every Sunday. Wave their hanky and shout amen. But their marriage sucks. Can I just, I'm sorry for saying that, but you know what I mean. It's bad. There's no sweetness. There's no enjoyment. People are mean and they're not nice and they're not considerate and people are selfish and they come to church every Sunday and they all act nice and woo-woo, when they leave here, they, they look like sinner, A-plus sinner when they interact with their wife. Or Some people are hooked on porn. Some people are alcoholics. You don't know, I know that some, I know what some of your issues are. Right? Some folks, it's griping and gossiping, complaining and talking negative. Talking doubt and unbelief and fear. Some people, it's finances. Just can't seem to figure out prosperity. For some folks, it's always something with your body. It's just always something with your body. You can't come to a church, to a church for services for a month interrupted by sickness and disease. It's just always something with your body. And some folks, it's all of the above. <laughs> My point is, you don't have to wait for the Spirit of God to release me to minister on a certain subject. You can change any area of your life. Come on, and you should be. All you need to do is four simple, simple things. Simple things. But you would be amazed how many people, they do come to church and they serve and they tithe and they're faithful, but they don't do four simple things as a lifestyle. This is the key part. Remember he said, put off your old way of living. Well, I don't know, before the frat party, I never heard the word. And the only time I heard the word was when my daddy had custody of me and took me to church. And I only heard through my peripheral hearing because I'm scanning for girls. I know how it is. 
I wasn't hearing the word. I wasn't reading the word. Hello. I certainly wasn't speaking the word or doing the word. And you know what I had? All of it. Bondage, darkness, sin, condemnation, guilt, shame, consequences all over. A mind that didn't think right. That's what happens when you don't do four simple things. But see, here we are blood-bought in the right church. Amen? When I say right church, I just mean we preach a good message. Hallelujah. And people still don't make progress because coming to church and saying amen and forgetting and not, not doing the other three. And then some people, this is all they do. This is all they get, the Sunday, the Wednesday. And other than that, they don't. I'm talking about a lifestyle. This is, and again, not to brag on me, but I'm just going to get over it. If you see any good in me and my wife, it's the God in me and my wife. And I started at the bottom, the bottom in every area, the bottom. Right? How did I get where I am today? And I haven't arrived. I have not arrived. But I like where I is. My mind is stable, sound. I have a sweet marriage, as far as I know. If I don't, don't, um, don't wake me up from my dream. No, that's reality. I have a sweet family. I have money in my pocket. I can give. I can be a blessing. Amen. I can buy Starbucks every day. I can buy Starbucks in the morning, Starbucks at nine. I, you know, we might not want to spend that amount of money every month, but I have it if I want to spend it. You know, praise God. For the most part, I, I buy the clothes I want to wear. Right? I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not frustrated. I'm not fearful. I'm, I'm just telling you, God's good. God is good. But let me, as we close here, give you some insight into how I roll. If you were to follow me around, you would see flesh, right? Amen. But listen, I learned. This is, you know, I just learned. Uh, I didn't get here overnight. You're not going to make big changes overnight either. But I'm telling you, if you'll do four simple things, if you will make sure you hear the Word, hear the Word, hear the Word, Hear it not just on Wednesday night. Hear it not just on Sunday morning. I log hours every week. Now listen, let me say, I'm afforded some time because I'm in full-time ministry. I don't work a secular job. I, have, I, have, I do have time that, that you all don't. I get that. But what are you doing to fill your yard time, tractor time, garden time, morning time, evening time, bathroom time, there are opportunities everywhere. But a lot of Christians, they are hearing audiobooks on mysteries or romance novels or honky-tonk in the car or everything but the Word. And you are missing an opportunity to up, the, up your soul. Again, I'm not bragging, but you know, I, I found out my pastor was ministering down in Florida at a women's conference. 
You're going to listen to her preaching about a wit. I got a woman pastor who's preaching at a woman's conference, but my pastor doesn't preach woman messages. She preaches the word. And so I listened to three hours of it. Mm, challenged me in some areas. Provoked my thinking. She said that God dealt with her. He wanted to give her Amy Mc, uh, Simple McPherson's castle. She already had a home. And she goes, okay, I'll take it, but i got to sell this one. He goes, God said to her, she said, you have got to get this out of your head that you've got to sell something to buy something. Ooh. See, I heard that. I like that. Don't you like that? I like that. Praise God. Read my book. Prosperity book. Where do we get? We, I can't have that. I've got to sell this. Because, you know. God doesn't always think either or. So much of the time, you know, do we get appetizer or entree? Both. Do we get water and a drink? Yes. Do we get dessert? Yes. Now God's into diet and stewardship and all that. You know, I understand that. But I'm just saying, we think so small. But I was listening while I was doing dishes. What do you do when you do dishes? I'm listening to the Word. My family will tell you. Amen. What is it's so simple. Number one, hear the word. Hear the word. And when you're new, oh my gosh, when you're new to these things, oh wow, what a joy that, that time is. Those first messages on healing. Those first messages on how faith works. Right? Those, those first messages on the authority of the believer. Those first messages on being filled with the Spirit and the value, the benefits of speaking with other tongues. I don't know how you guys were, but I was like a kid in a candy store. Wow, where has this message been all my life? Now, I'm not going to be able to teach in detail, so don't be nervous. I know what time it is. I'm, not, I'm going to teach in detail, but not tonight on four simple things. But you don't need a whole lot of teaching to be able to leave here and go, I got it, I got it, I could change. You know, if you're a habitual liar, you can fix that. All you got to do is four simple things. Hear the word on that. How many times would you have to quote yourself, no lie shall go unpunished, and all liars shall have their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, how long would you have to hear yourself confess that before it might land on you? You don't want to burn in hell. Maybe you ought to start telling the truth. Hear the word on that subject. See, here's the thing. What's your deal? You don't have to tell me. But the word talks about your deal. Hear the word on that. Hear the word on that. I mean, I better not find you, you know, reading five prosperity books at once. And you just went to the doctor last week and got a stage four cancer diagnosis. That's dumb. Prosperity's right, but that's not what you need right now. What you need right now is faith to be healed. What do you need to hear? The word on healing. But many of you, you've done that for years. 
You've wore out tape players, CD players, 8-track players, MP3 players, hearing the word on healing and you're still not healed. Well, you've got to do four simple things, not one. Amen. Amen. I have time to preach that to you tonight. Amen. But I do want to make this point before we run out of time. Y'all doing okay? Yeah. Can you tell I'm kind of, hmm? That's just the anointing on me. Hallelujah. So look at uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. This is so good. I mean, this, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. This is like my wife's gravy on my wife's biscuits. I mean, it's just that good. So in chapter 2, verse 1, Peter says, wherefore, what does he say? Sounds a lot like what we just read, right? Putting things off. Putting things off. Lay aside all malice. What's malice? An intense desire to do harm to someone who harmed you. That's what that is. That's not fitting for any Christian. I don't care what they did. You are not to walk around looking for an opportunity to do bad things to someone because they did something you didn't like. What did he say to do about it? Lay it aside. Lay it aside. And all guile and hypocrisy and envy and all evil speaking as newborn babes, here it is, as newborn babes, what does it say? Desire. Desire what? The sincere milk of the Word. Why? That you may grow thereby. Total victory, in victorious Christianity in every area is within all of our hands. And we're told exactly what to do. Desire the milk of the Word of God. Let me just say the Word of God. Desire the Word of God like a newborn desires mama's milk. Everything that newborn child, that newborn child can't walk yet, it can't think for itself yet, right? It, it can't do for itself. But God has provided in the milk everything that little baby needs to grow and to develop, <laughs> come on, and to change and to become what God intended that baby, all that baby needs is milk. And we are born again as spiritual babies. How are we going to grow up? Through the milk of the Word of God. But here again, I've had precious conversations with precious people lately who know they need to change. They want to change. They want things to be different. I so appreciate that about that, you know, them. And then I'll say, well, tell me about, tell me about your time with God. And I get, I get what you might guess I get. Well, you know, Pastor, I'm busy and I'm working and this and that. And I'll say, you know, and, and some people will tell me, well, I worship there, I do, and worship is wonderful. And they don't mention that they read the Bible. And I'll just bring it up. Do you read the Bible? Well, you know, Pastor, I really don't like to read. Problem. Problem. Now, not liking to read, I shared that in my BC days. I don't read for pleasure. I don't read for entertainment. My wife really likes that. 
Uh, I, 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 that's, I would not choose that for fun. Let's go shoot a shotgun. Let's do something, you know. That's, you know, let's fish or something, you know. Gosh. But to sit there and read. You know, I know Ken's a big reader. Loves it. And I admire that about him. He's kind of a history guru. and He's kind of the go-to guy on a lot of things. Many of you are probably readers. But how many of you are not readers? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't either. But do you want to prosper in every area? Do you want to have strong faith? Do you want to know God? Do you want to be trained to hear His voice? Then we are going to have to get past. That's a worldly, I shared it, lack of a desire to read. And some people don't read well. Smith Wigglesworth did not read at all. But when he got born again, he had a desire for the word and he asked his wife will you teach me to read and she did she used the bible to teach smith to read and it's the only book he ever read and raised 20 plus people from the dead what's our excuse believe god stir yourself up use your faith but there, you, can't, you can't get to step, you can't, you have got to read the Word. That's step number two. It's very simple, but you have got to read the Word. There is power in the Word. There is life in the Word. There's correction in the Word. There's God's thoughts in the Word. You have got to read the Bible. Put your magazine down. Put your novel down. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. It's just four simple things. Hear the Word Read the Word. Are you with me? Oh, hallelujah. Now this word desire, I'm not going to let you go until you get this wonderful nugget. This word desire in the Greek, uh, is, it means this in the Greek, deeply desire, long for, long for. I like this word, crave. Crave. We all know that. Y'all got your deal, right? You know, I typically do really good. I can just skip breakfast, you know, intermittent fast, whatever. Do really good, be very disciplined. But then, oh, then, about mid-afternoon, especially if I've worked out, and I'm like at Lowe's, and they had the candy bar aisle at you know, the checkout, and the Twix starts calling me. <laughs> or that lately it's been the kit, the king-size Kit Kat bar. Anybody ever like a Kit Kat bar? Oh, man. Come on, the Kit Kat bar. How many of you like a really late night go to bed bowl of cereal? Ooh, it, come on. So you get up out of bed, I'm, right? This is what he's talking about. Our attitude toward the word. I, should, I just can't go to bed yet. I got to read me another chapter. Now, see, I know that. Oh, now you're radical. You're radical. Man, that's just radical Christianity. If you like any semblance of what God's done in my life, and it's not me, it's Peter, it's Paul, it's Jesus, He who hears these sayings of mine and does them shall be like a man that's wise, who's built their life, their family on a rock. And though the winds and the storms are going to come, when that life has been built upon the sayings of Jesus, the Word of God, it will not be moved. But the man who hears these sayings of mine and does them not 
shall be likened unto a foolish person who built their house on the sand, built their finances on the sand. Some people build their marriage on the word, but their uh, finances on the sand. Yeah, they embrace the messages on love and being a Christian husband and being a Christian wife, but they totally reject the teaching on tithing and being good steward and sowing offerings. So in that area, you built your life on the sand. Hallelujah. See, that's why you need to be well-rounded Christian. So I, I, I got to finish. I'm trying to get out of here. But, you know, if you were to look, I just moved my library home temporarily. If you were to look at my two, I have two bookshelves about six feet long. I have six of them, but two are very important to me. Because those shelves, it's not big space, six foot, six foot. And they're filled with books about like that, right? And there's only about five or six subjects on those two shelves. You guys just need to help me. And I know some of you are in this flow, flow, but some of you aren't. And some of you, you haven't known, you haven't been trained. I have some people, you know, they've been with me in church for about three years. And I say, well, who do you, who do you feed on? They never listen to me outside of the pulpit being here. Mistake. If you say I'm your pastor, that God joined us. You never read any of my books. You don't have to, but you're missing an opportunity. Amen. And then I say, well, what do you read? And it's some, you know, hip-hop, Hollymark, TV, Christian preacher that they got off the bestseller counter at Walmart that's full of fluff and doubt and unbelief and just nothing. But that's, that's you know, they're reading after the big guy, the popular guy. Listen, trying to help people. Feed in the company God puts you in. Right? So just be smart. What does being smart look like? Who, do, who is Pastor Chris, who has God joined Pastor Chris to? Let me just help you. My number one feeding is Kenneth Hagan, Because that's who God started me on. Someone handed a green book to me called Following God's Plan for Your Life. And I, if you look at my, that one of those bookshelves is Hagen, 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 Hagen. And y'all are spoiled because you can get most of his books free in PDF format online. And we, we have many of his books in the book. We rotate them. But then God joined me to Dr. Ed Dufresne and Pastor Nancy and Dr. Jacobs. And he put me in a company, a group of ministers Feed in that flow. I don't know of anyone who dominantly feeds outside the camp who's ever made it with me longer than five, six, seven years. Because they're constantly feeding an appetite outside of our flow and then they wonder why they feel like God's telling them to go someplace else. I appreciate Joyce Meyer. God didn't connect me to her. I appreciate Joel Osteen. God didn't connect me to him. They're in their lane. They're doing their thing. God has put a lot of people with them, but not me. 
So step number one and two is so important. Hear the Word. Read the Word. But the Word is often taught and expressed in CDs and materials. Get CDs and materials out. So what you're going to see on my bookshelf is books on the authority of the believer, being filled with the Holy Ghost, being led by the Spirit, faith, faith, amen, healing, prayer, authority over the, you know, dealing with the devil, uh, prosperity, love, love, angels, I have some theology books and commentaries. I need that as a pastor. And that's all wonderful. But I tell you, in my life, I just am feeding in a constant little circle. Faith, healing, authority of the believer, led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, angels, dominion. Oh, let's go back. Prosperity. Because what do you want in your life day by day? I'll tell you what you want. You want health. You want victory. You want dominion over demonic powers, right? You, you don't want to die early. Amen. You want supply. You want prosperity. You want a sweet family. This stuff. So hear the word constantly. And what you have to do, it's very simple, but you have to adopt this as a lifestyle. Well, that's not what my friends do on Friday night. Well, do you want what they have? Do you want to? Who do you want to end up like? Pick someone three decades older than you. And if you're associating with them, hanging out with them, receiving from them, feeding on them, you better like what's going on with them because that's where you're going. Brother Hagen lived 63, 60 some years from his healing on the deathbed at 16. And he never had a headache in 60 years. That's who I'm following. Never had a tragedy. Not to him. Not to his family. Accomplished the plan of God. Blessed the earth. That's who I'm following. You listen to him long enough, you say, I've been, you know, at the time of the recording, I've been praying prayers for 40 years. I've kept a record of every single one and I've never prayed a prayer that I didn't receive what I asked for. Now, who are you following? You're going to end up like who you feed on. Just telling you. We're going to have to shut her down for tonight. What are the four simple things? Hear the word. Read the word. Speak the word. Do the word. All you have to do, this is it. Your victory is guaranteed. If, it's, if, it, if you do the four simple things as a lifestyle and your life doesn't end up looking just like Jesus, then the Bible is false and a lie. All you have to do as a lifestyle is apply four simple things to your deal, whatever it is, or whatever deal comes along. And victory, and blessing, and prosperity, and health, and the rain and the fragrance of God's blessing is the outcome. You can have as much or as little of what God's offered as you want. 
but you can't do it for 30 minutes a week. You're going to have to build and cultivate a flow. Go ahead and stand up on your feet, but I want to quote you one more verse. It's one you know, Joshua 1.8. God said to Joshua, I'm assigning you the leadership role and the same assignment that the great Moses failed to accomplish. Oh, great. Right? Lead the children of Israel across the Jordan into the promised land and take it. And God said, he gave him a simple, come on. He didn't give him something hard. He said, Joshua, I need you to do one thing. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. To get it in his mouth, you know what he had to do? Read it. When he put it in his mouth, guess what he's doing? He's hearing it and he's speaking it. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate therein once a week on Sunday morning. Day and night as a lifestyle. That's my phrase. You shall meditate therein day and night that you might observe to do what is written therein for then. For then. Everyone say for then. For then. Who? You, Ryan, shall make your way prosperous and you, sweetheart, shall have good success in in what area? Every stinking area. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Four simple things in one verse. That means to have victory over all your enemies, obtain all the promises I've given you, live a long life, Come on, be healthy. Hallelujah. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. How does it get in your mouth? You have to read it. You have to know what's in there so that you know what to say. Then when you say it, you're hearing it and you're speaking it and you're doing all of that so you know what to do. And when you do, your way is going to be prosperous. You're going to have supernatural Success. So it's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. Amen? Amen. If I will just do more of the four simple things, I'll have more. And I'll have more faster. Amen? You got it, right? Do I have to pray? I can. I'd be honored to pray. But I mean, you got it, right? Four simple things.